0: mm mm-hmm. Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode. I'm Brandon and I'm Seba. and we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's show, we're chatting with our friend Emily, who's a creative in the media world. She helps brands get growth in many ways and we're excited to chat with her today and just to get to know her on a deeper level as she shares her story and passions with us. So please welcome Emily with Busy Media to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey
2: guys. Hi Emily. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here and taking time out of your day. So let's just go back to the very beginning and start from the basics. Do you remember the first time you ever consumed cannabis and what that experience (laughs) was like for you?
3: Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you asked this question. <laughs> um, so it was me at um, basically my freshman year OU, classic beginner stoner story. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't... There was this frat boy, of course, that ended up selling me an eighth for eighty dollars. Oh my gosh!
2: Okay, so I, I was. Mad. Oh my gosh!
3: So, so really, I got like scammed my first time buying weed.
2: Yeah, you already know he left that interaction and was like, <laughs> like "I got the fuck out of this girl." <laughs> but when it's your
0: first time; you're kind of just like, you don't know, yeah. You're
2: willing to do pay what, really, whatever, just yeah. to like yeah.
0: try the, have the experience.
3: <laughs> I didn't know it was normal, and so that was the first like thing. But then, um, you know, it was us. We didn't know where to go smoke. We were like sketched out. It wasn't even legal yet at the time. And yeah. So we end up in like the most obvious. Like we're in the center of the well lit like um, uh, Fred, like Fred Johnson, whatever the basketball like stadium. That Fred parking, Jones. Fred Jones in
2: at OU. Yeah. Because yeah. so I think that's where you and I met, right? Or Is was where it? We met? No, I think we. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Continue your story, and then we'll talk about that after. <laughs> I ahead. will say
3: okay, but um, yeah. So we parked in there, the only car, well lit parking lot. I don't know why that. Like so, we ended up like trying to. We got um, some of those little, we got blunt wraps, except we didn't understand how to roll a blunt, so we just, like, used a pin to poke the tobacco out, and then, like, just shoved the weed (laughs) in the wrap. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And, you know, honestly, sometimes doing things in the most obvious places are the most, like, (laughs) unknown, like, I feel like, Places to be doing something, not like unknown, but like less, like people aren't just like drawn to you. Like the places that you feel like everyone would be staring at you at, they're really not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like so, it like it. Been
3: like a Walmart parking lot, but we were the only car like right in the middle
0: of yeah, it. Yeah. Like it, that's, it's more, it's less obvious than like being the only one in like a cul de sac in a neighborhood and you're like the yeah. only car parked, right? You were a chameleon without knowing you. Were yeah. Being a it's like, it's like smoking in like, you know, the Target parking lot and like having all these cars around mm-hmm. you, but like, speaking from experience ripping dabs (laughs) (laughs) at the Target parking
2: lot she did this on Monday (laughs) sometimes I'll just pull over you know if I have
0: my Rio on me and I'm like okay I'm like, I need a little pick-me-up before I go into Target. I'm going to rip my dabs. Yeah, make it an adventure at that point. Brandon is not encouraging this. (laughs) No, I go into Target, and I just, you know, fly around like a little butterfly, (laughs) and it makes it all the better. Yeah, you 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 got to smoke before you go in. If you're
3: going to go grocery shopping, if you're going to go to the mall, anything like that. I'm like, if I smoke before, this is going to turn into an adventure. Yeah,
2: I feel that. So So, do you remember what your high was like? Like, what that night ended up being like for you?
3: I wish I could feel that again. Why... That's, what's, yeah. that's what I kind of get sad thinking about it because, like, I've never felt that way like, in, in years, you Yeah. Know? And so, um, but, yeah, it's just, like, we noticed time actually slowed down, looking at the clock being like, whoa, me and my friend, it's only been two minutes, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and, like, time really did, like, physically slow down, and that, for me, doesn't happen really anymore. And then yeah. getting into the building and um, the dorms where, like, the food area was before we, we were at the very top, the 12th floor. And so... Um, we just couldn't control ourselves. So we're like dying and like un- unconsolably like laughing in yeah. Yeah. there. And so it's like that doesn't happen to me anymore either. But you know, it's like the typical stereotypical like, wow, we were so stoned.
0: That's, yeah. like, that's a good first time experience, yeah, it you is. know? So yeah, I feel like nice. not everyone can say that.
2: Yeah. So. What, what building were you in? Couch. Couch. Oh my gosh. They had those. Was it their um, potato, their uh, uh, potato, what's it called, bread bowls? Yes. Sir. Oh, my gosh, Brandon. I got those so, all the time. Okay, so every, like, so at OU, there's, there. I think it's changed now, but there was three different towers, and under every tower, there was, like, a really good food place. Okay. And Couch was the only one that had, like, a tower-specific, like... I forget what Walker... Ha- Every Everyone had something different, but like Tower was the one that had a specific like, like a cafe type. Yeah. yeah. So they were like oh, chains, okay. but this is the only one that had like a specific cafe to this building. Mm-hmm. And their bread bowl potato soup was like... People would wait in line like better than
0: Panera's times ten, yeah, like times thirty.
2: I don't know, but it was so good. Anyways, wow, you must have had just a gem of a cook in the
0: kitchen. Yeah, and then their grilled cheeses
2: were unreal too. I remember that their grilled cheeses were fire. Wow, that's so cool to remember that. I I mean, like
0: really, to be a college (laughs) student and like
2: living in dorms, like you like really look forward to the food. I know. I wish I would have had that experience of like smoking and then going to eat at. Even at the calf, like, they had so, they had, like, Chick-fil-A at the calf. But you didn't really
0: smoke like good. that in college. I didn't smoke
2: at all in college. Yeah. Not until, like. I didn't either. Not until, like, my oh, really? sophomore, right. I was a like, junior bloomer. year. Yeah. So, like, even. Okay. But even then, it wasn't, like, regular for me to be like, oh, let me get stoned and go to the calf. Oh. Like, all my friends that consumed were in Edmond. So, okay. anytime I smoked, I would only be with my friends who smoked. Otherwise, I not Yeah. Wouldn't.
0: You weren't yeah. just, like, doing it on your own. No. Yeah, I get yeah. that. That's where I was at, too. Yeah. <laughs> So, Emily, what's your go-to way to consume cannabis? Like, are you a a joint-rolling flower girl? Like, what's your vibe?
3: Yeah, I've definitely been on the joints lately. Like, I I was mentioning earlier, um, 2022 is my backwoods year. Kind of, like, bleeding into 21, probably, but... um, so, but then I kind of, like, wanted to make the switch off, like, the, to, to constantly consuming tobacco, because I was like, wait, I've never, you know, been addicted to cigarettes, is this what this feels like? Yeah. <laughs> so, I took a pause, but then now I'm on the joints. Um, I do, I did just recently, though, guys, you might be proud, of, bought, like, my first, like, personal rig. Nice.
2: Congrats. I don't know if That's I did exciting. a good job
3: picking it out.
2: It's okay. Your first one's just, like, you just get one to get one, and then slowly you start leveling up from, like... You, you go from, like, a basic banger to, like, getting a different banger. It's true. You know, you just, like, there's... Lo- there the you, basic. But starting is, like, the best part because once you start, then you really start getting into, like, you know, as you start... Like, Brandon, for example, if you ever go to Brandon's house, like, she has uh, so many different pieces and then you start learning from other people and yeah. it's like, okay, have a I need this. Yeah, and then you start, like, slowly leveling up and then ob- obtaining pieces that you're like, damn, this is tight.
3: I got home and I realized that... I didn't even get the little... Th- The little glass ball thing that spins
2: when you spin. Yeah. 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 little pearl (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's super fun going to pick out a pearl. I remember one time I spent like $40 on two pearls and I was like, this is fucking crazy. But they had a little butterfly on them. Fran, yeah. what'd
0: you do to one of them? I know. What did I lose it in your freaking drain? Yeah, she lost it in my drain. So easy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> they jump out of your hand like I have to be so careful. Everything with all glass. jumps out of
1: Brandon's hands.
0: I know <laughs> it's like a real problem. Like it's it, it's like. I feel like I can justify oh, it every time because like I'm legit like I do not know what just happened like some, but you'll see me like throw my phone across the room and like yeah. I'm like how did that even flop out of my hand? Did I did I just throw that? I mean that like, shit
2: will go flying and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you
0: I'm okay? like I don't know what's wrong with me either. And then if, if it's with glass, I'm just like when it happens, I'm like
2: fuck. Sometimes it's a lot of the times it's like freak accidents when it happens. Yeah, to it though. is. It's like it weird really, freak accidents. I, like, and I'm like what the Whenever fuck? I explain
0: what happened and like tell her like the play-by-play like not real. i'll be like i literally like lit my whatever and then this a, it's like a card fell over and hit this and then it hit my granite <laughs> countertop like what i yeah. i didn't even do it but yeah does it often break or do you or does it breaks it, oh. well I, it depends on the quality let's say that yeah. too, because um i remember that little um what is it the banger or not the banger the little um cap. yellow the cap for the noble nectar rigs we got like Those i've things, dropped yeah. that little yellow thing so many times and i'm like you are an angel because you're the only thing that is not break, and it's probably because of the way it's made yeah but like there's been like other bangers that have like broke like that but mm-hmm. there's like one that brooke has like a really nice one like it's like hit some stuff a few times and like yeah. it's pretty steady and i'm mm-hmm. like that's why people pay good money for more yeah. good more money for need. glass but like Maybe it's I hard should. for yeah. yeah you should <laughs> it's, it's definitely
2: worth the money you for learn
0: the glass yeah you definitely learn because i way. always go the cheap route yeah not with like everything but like what's that stuff you know like i don't like saba said you spent like 40 bucks on two little pearls i'm like whoa That's but see, at the same normally, time
2: is is it was normal? worth it uh yeah. Yeah, but you can buy cheap I mean, not for like, quality. I found five to ten dollars and they were fine, but like yeah. and you can find them in like a little jar where they have like twenty or thirty for like twenty dollars or something. But I just wanted the really pretty butterflies because they were so cute. Like it and that fair. was a personal thing. That's so that's the nice thing is like you can express your personality yeah. as you start upgrading in different parts of mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it I feel like with, like, concentrates and dabs, you can express a little bit more of your personality. Because yeah. with, like, rigs and stuff, like, you can with flour, but I just feel like it's so different with concentrates, but maybe that's just me.
0: I mean, I yeah, concentrate, I mean, it could be divert. I don't know. I feel like yeah. you can get lost in the strains of, the strains and the consistencies.
1: Well, I just mean, con- like, the glass pieces. The glass know? pieces. Oh, that come yeah, along just with like, it? Yeah, just the yeah. accessories and stuff oh, you can yeah. add to yeah. it. You There's know? so
3: many, like... There's just so many different kinds as well, like all these different chambers. And it looks like, you know, when you set up like a home for your hamster yeah, and you can like add all those different (laughs) tubes, like that's what it reminds me of.
2: That's actually quite literally what it is, (laughs) giving your hamster accessories. (laughs) So Emily, what are some staple products for you at the moment? And like when you go shop as a patient, what is something important to you or things that you look for when you go into a dispensary, when you look for product, when you look for flour, whatever the case may be?
1: Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law.
0: She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review
1: and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now let's get back to today's episode.
3: Um, I normally go straight to, when I'm at a new, dispensary. I try to go straight to the bud tender and be like, I know you're smoking, what's here? Mm -hmm. Tell me, like, tell me what's up. And so I get their opinion, Mm -hmm. but I do have my tried and trues. Yeah. Like, I really like, um, the fact that, um, nature's key does like the all natural ingredients. Mm -hmm. Um, whenever my, like, here's an ad for them. My mom's dog recently, like Mm -hmm. so tiny and ate like 200 milligrams of it. Right. So it's like in the vet, in the yard, Mm -hmm. but they were like, because of the way nature's key made their edibles mm-hmm. and then didn't have this key ingredient that's mostly like the only one that's like could potentially kill a dog if they're that tiny um they didn't have it and they were going on about how like this was you know incredible like her reaction to that high of a dosage and like how well she fared and so i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i just all natural ingredients um i don't yeah. kind of have a tangent but and then um i also of course smoke um well-rooted genetics all the time um they i get a cough really easily and Mm -hmm. that one i could smoke and i have to kind of stick with what i find because i'm
2: like really sensitive Mm -hmm. i feel that mm -hmm. yeah i'm very sensitive to that too yeah Yeah.
0: they have good quality flower too so that's good so Mm -hmm. what how would you say that cannabis has benefited your life emily and like was there a turning point to where like you realized like wow this is Actually medicine to me and I'm going to like, you know, probably use it every day, you know, instead of it just being like, I'm using it to, you know, get stoned <laughs> right. and, you know, for all, I mean, not that you can't use it for that, but yeah. you know what Fun. I mean? Yeah. It's a different headspace.
3: Um, Definitely. I actually, like, I don't, I can't say for sure that it's like healed or like cured these things, but I did have seizures.
0: Okay. And
3: um, I basically started heavily smoking in my early twenties and it was about like, in my mid 20s that I just have stopped having them and now I haven't had any Mm -hmm. in like a few years now wow and so um I also quit a lot of like I was on antidepressant Mm -hmm. um and anxiety medicine because my seizures were triggered by anxiety so um like that chemical just like the chemical for anxiety you know like when you're happy, it's serotonin. Mm-hmm. There's one for anxiety, I forget what it's called, but that would just, like, go off randomly in my brain, like, for no reason. It would just mm-hmm. shoot out extra of that shit. And so, oh, can I curse? Yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> Be you, baby girl. Yeah, of you may. <laughs> so it would just fire off, and then my body would go, like, literally kind of into, like, a panic attack, and it would, like, trigger a seizure. It was mm-hmm. so weird. But like I said, um, ever since I started heavily using, like, I've dropped all those things. I am not medicated in any kind of way Aww, at all. That's, awesome. that's so cool. So I that's really super do cool. think it, like, it helps, and yeah. I get, you know, I have um a lot of like like mental issues and that it's just like it subsides everything and so I am medicated most of the time for that reason because I can tell the difference if I'm not okay so with
0: that being said do you consume like from the time you like wake up like wake and bake type like and throughout your day and into your evening like when you're unwinding are you kind of like a throughout the day
3: um yes unless I will say like on certain work days where I'm like having to rush and shoot, I don't have the time like to like roll something up so I'll just go without. But then my mind's so preoccupied with like shooting. Right. That's therapy in itself for me is like making videos. So that's a big help too. Yeah, I
0: feel like consuming Mm -hmm. cannabis too, you're building like Mm -hmm. a habitat in your body, you know, to like to where you said like you don't always smoke in the morning, you but like for some reason you're good and you can still go. It's I feel like it has to do with like all of the consumption you do other than that time you know mm-hmm. i feel like it's benefiting you in that way too yeah, it's like
3: still remnant in my body even yeah. like if i go on a trip and like you know there's been times where i'll be with family you know yeah mm-hmm. i was raised southern baptist so when i'm with that side of the family i like you know can't smoke for like a week and okay I can, i'm still okay do you, know? you take like
0: edibles or anything like that or do you kind of raw dog it uh,
3: is okay you're right i do sometimes i do end up bringing edibles okay um, but there have been times where i i won't because if we're flying and i was like paranoid about it or something. yeah I know yeah. for sure I understand now I that. now I fly with them
2: yeah yeah <laughs> so when was the last time you went without consuming cannabis for like a long period of time because I know for a lot of people it's it's been a long time mm. but I've been going through hiatuses where like I won't smoke flour for a month because when I go abroad that's not something that I can easily do there and it's kind of nice for me to get that a, a break, a detox. So when was the last time? Do you remember the last time? Has it been a while? Oh,
3: I guess it's been a while. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even be able to think of it. I, I think, know, that's
2: how I am too.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was um, a situation that I was in where I had to get drug tested yeah. and <laughs> regularly. So I feel like that was a full, um, like, f- few couple of years that I wasn't able to, like in the middle of like my 20s there, my early okay. 20s. But yeah. that's like... Um, That actually wasn't hard for me. I thought it was going to be really hard, but I I was able to stick to it, and it was fine.
2: Yeah, it's really, when you really, like, are in an environment, like, for me, when I go away, it's nice, because I'm not around my environment, so, you know, like... Your normal surroundings. Yeah, because, like, I remember as soon as I got back last time, like... Within the first day, I'd probably smoked over 12 blunts because everyone's just shoving blunts in my face. One, cause they <laughs> were so like, excited that back. I was back. Yeah. But like two, it was just like kind of overwhelming. Like I remember coming home from the airport and I got home at a decent time, like four, three, four in the afternoon. So it was like still daytime. And I remember hitting that blunt as soon as I sat in the car and I was launched. I was launched. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I feel because like normally I'll take edibles. But the last two weeks, and I haven't done this, but the last two weeks I was there this last time, I, like, didn't consume at all. Like, no edibles, no nothing, because my anxiety was super high. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, needed to not. And so...
3: Does that happen when you take edibles? Does your...
2: No, not really. But it was just, I was in a situation where I had a lot of family stuff going on. My dad was unwell. And so it was just, like, with edibles, you kind of have to commit to a long-term high and before bed, when I'm just laying there and I'm, like, thinking about stuff and my mind's deep in it and, like, shit's kind of falling apart around you, it's just – it was just too much. And so I was just, like, it's better if I don't. For me, it was – it I knew what my body needed because I'm very in tune with myself. So for me, it was really great. But as soon as I got back – it's like you were talking about how you remember like the first time you got high like that's what it felt like it felt like I was like high school high again I was like which is nice it so was feel so that. nice I hit the blunt once or twice and I was like whoa I'm good I'm, <laughs> to good. The moon. I'm so good <laughs> so you're talking about your family so you grew up in Oklahoma yes
3: mm-hmm, yeah I moved here um as a young girl um When my mom, she got a job working for OETA here. Okay, cool. Moved us over. So is your
2: family supportive of what you do with uh, your cannabis media and, like, the fact that you smoke and you're around cannabis all the time? And that's, I mean, that's your livelihood now?
3: It's kind of interesting because I, um, I was worried about it, but they've actually... I'm really proud of them. Like my my grandmama, she's the she's the hard one to crack, but she, like she actually has come around a bit, and cool. like it's fun to watch her like mindset change. And she'll start asking me about my job, and I feel like you know. With me, I can't help but be myself. Like, I show every expression in my face. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't. I'm, like, I'll just, blah, like, word vomit. And so I can't really hide things very well anyway. Yeah. And so I kind of was just, like, well, I'm going to still be loving towards them. And, you know, show them that it's, like, you could be a good person. And uses just, like, be a good, like you know testimony to them to show them like it's not a bad thing right and so i was like so either they accepted or they you know shut me out and nobody mm-hmm. shut me out and that's they awesome. kind of like learned and adapted yeah so it's been nice that's
2: cool do you like get to show them your work and like what are their reactions when you show them like oh. are they like whoa like because you're talented and you know it's what you do is not easy you know visually creatively it's 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 awesome but it's it's tough it's you know um, and it's competitive, so like when you get to show them what are their faces like.
3: Oh, it's so sweet. They're like my little cheerleaders. Yeah. Anything I do, they are just like, like my like love oozes out of like my mom and grandma's pores. Like they're Aww, just so like love. I love so that for you. I feel like it's like they're talking. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm like I'm a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh my God, sweetie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: But like, sometimes it feels good yeah, to still yeah. be like talked to like that because yeah. it makes you, you feel it. like you were that little girl once yeah. before, you know, yeah. like, and you're like, yeah,
3: I am your little sweetie pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is nice. I must say I would be really sad if that did ever stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they're really supportive and they actually find it really interesting. And like like I said, as of lately, they'll start asking me like different questions. My mom's gotten curious and has smoked herself. That did not go well. But she was was interested, and that's what matters. Like, she got to that point. (laughs) Right,
2: right. Right. That's awesome. So what made you initially want to get in the cannabis industry? And, like, what was your background before?
3: Um, So I was in fine dining since I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, I helped open Vast at the top of the Devon Tower. That was, like, my first there. And I, like, started running the private dining rooms, like, was a reservationist. And then I just stayed. Like, I went to Mahogany, you know, the... at the bottom of cold court and i Mm -hmm. was doing that well then covid hit Mm -hmm. um so then i remembered this girl i was at good times and she showed up blackout drunk and she was just like hey i have a trim job for you i was like no i have a job of managing a restaurant she's like just disappeared into the night well then literally the next week my restaurant shut down i was like oh this girl said she had a trim job for me yeah and so i started trimming at this grow and i ended up um working my way up and I started like, you know, doing grow hand work mm-hmm. And I did that for a while and then started doing like inventory management and all that kind of stuff. But then um, I ended up switching companies to and then the next company had me doing admin work for them. Um, so I was doing can- cannabis admin work at that point. Um, and they were like, hey, like, you should just run our social media page. They had no idea that I did video like all growing up. So they just kind of threw it in my lap. And mm-hmm. I was like, OK, so I was just played around with it. Well, one of the places they had me do a video at was Well-Rooted Genetics. And um, I did a kind of combo video with them and um, Brandon, after the fact, I don't even know how we got back in touch with each other again. Mm -hmm. After the fact, he had me kind of jump on and i was like oh okay i could just be doing this like
0: yeah I could, so it kind it of inspired of, you and encouraged yeah. you to be yeah. like use your skill set like yeah. you're you got this you so can it, work for it
3: yeah i didn't pursue it i guess yeah. it yeah. kind of just happened
0: but like yeah i've been there
3: yeah and i feel mm-hmm. like those are the yeah. most beautiful things mm-hmm. like the happy accidents
0: you it know? is and then it's like you're pulling out parts of yourself that like you've wanted to see blossom but you're not sure how right and then you're doing it and then yeah. you're like oh shit Like, I'm doing me, and this feels good, and I can actually get paid to do what I'm good at and what I actually like to do. Mm -hmm. I can't believe
3: it. You know know, they say um, imposter syndrome? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Have I been struggling? Especially in the beginning, did I struggle with it? But Mm -hmm. now, you know, I've kind of gained a little more confidence in myself, and I've, like, you know, gotten more, like, clients, all this kind of stuff. and, And it's been word of mouth so far. Like, I've never, like actively like reached out to anyone so far it's like I feel like whoever's meant for me will come to me that's right and yeah. I don't know I just like kind of sit back and just like wait and see. like if someone clicks with me cool exactly you know, like. that's
2: good that's a good mindset to have yeah like. exactly yeah. what's meant for you will never miss yeah. you <laughs> yeah it <laughs> yes. it on my shoulder don't forget it <laughs> So, that. Emily,
0: if you could, like, have the perfect day with, like, no responsibilities, no work, and you could be anywhere doing anything, where would you be and what would you be doing?
3: Um, no responsibilities, no work. I would probably be somewhere tropical okay, with all my loved ones
0: tropical um, tropicals, is your vibes over mountains then
3: oh my gosh okay so here's the thing i'm from the mountains so i have like a special place in my heart okay mm-hmm. but i think because um i've not got to experience the tropical too much in my life yeah that's why i'm thinking of it but mm-hmm. if, but now that you're saying it that's a, that's a tough one
0: no i know what you mean i'm definitely more of a i don't know i have a good balance between mountains and tropical but i grew up like going to more beaches Mm -hmm. than I did going to the mountains. So, like, at this point in my life, I prefer the mountains Mm. first and then some beach here and there, too.
3: But, yeah. I do Mm. love the mountains. I do.
0: So, Emily, do you remember the first moment when you, like, picked up your camera and you knew that, like, you wanted to be behind the lens, like, capturing special moments for people?
3: Um, see, I've done it since I was a little girl. Yeah. My, you know, it it was the 90s, and my granddad had... I was raised by my grandparents first in Tennessee okay. and before my parents got me here, and mm. so um, my granddad never didn't like. We have a weird amount of home videos. What I'm mm. saying, like, look, like my like my adolescence was like fully documented because he's <laughs> the one that stayed home with us. Yeah, so he would just spend the first half of the day videotaping taping us and then have us sit and watch ourselves like whatever show we put on the second half. So that was him watching us every day. <laughs> and so I had this fascination for the camera because yeah. of that man. And um then it, you know he had me and my brother. We would like start making our own little movies. And then yeah. I started wanting to use the camera, and I remember being uh, nine years old, and they had like the camcorders with like the little tapes, the little cassette ones. Yeah. And I was like, I want that for Christmas, and they got me one. And I just started making movies. Like, editing was just me rewinding the tape to start the scene again and um, to redo it. And I've just always been doing that. That's just awesome. Like. That's fun. I feel yeah. like I've
0: now that you said that, like, it's taking me back to, like, doing that when I was little. And I feel mm-hmm. like oh. <laughs> growing up with sisters, like, we were always creating videos or always trying to capture <laughs> something on the video camera. The video and it was camera. always crazy. Yeah. But, like, it was very much something, like, I enjoyed doing or, like, recording yeah or like I was always the sister to like have a camera like mm-hmm. I wanted a camera yeah. more than like anybody else you know <laughs> I remember
2: when we would go to Brandon's house and like the fifth or sixth grade we were super young but we would like you were the one that had the disposable camera I still have those <laughs> pictures somewhere but like oh. we would like put makeup on and get super dressed up <clears throat> in our like Abercrombie and Hollister or <laughs> yes. limited to whatever the fuck we were wearing at the time right, yeah. and like take all these like Polaroids do kissy faces with like crazy glossed lips yeah. and my braces
0: <laughs> Brace never Brace. forget Brace. do you guys
2: remember that show Brace Face yeah yes I can, I can
0: sing literally. song right now Me too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Prove We're it. face. T- my my
0: life, life is complicated, complicated boyfriend. Don't want to talk about it. Teenage.
3: <laughs> what is it? I'll work it out. Wow. Phrase oh.
2: You guys should start a band. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you that was fun. You like
3: reached into like a weird place in my like memory. Like I like.
2: Well, my, I that's how to go my mind
0: it. works. <laughs> I remember like theme songs from like movies and you know sitcoms and shows we used to watch growing up because we don't have that anymore and kids don't have that anymore and so like I feel like we hang on to this like nostalgia with like videotapes and like wanting to capture I don't know it's just different now (laughs) so anyways back to busy media what inspired you to like create like busy media like where did I know you said you know you like to play with the camera growing up and stuff, but I love busy like the name too. So what inspired?
1: If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at twenty two Northeast Tenth Street. They're good
0: people with hand washed, single source live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless
1: products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now back to the episode.
3: Um Well, see, when I was thinking of the name, I just remember um, wanting something that looked really cute in all lowercase. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I wanted it, I knew I wanted it to be shorter. And um, it just, I I really like it, it was like this process of just like looking at letters Mm -hmm. and just seeing what. kind of phonetically sounded good like it really didn't it wasn't just like oh busy like it wasn't like a serendipitous moment or anything yeah. i really like kind of like aesthetically was just looking at is that weird no, no it's, not. it's not um
0: not. as a creative and brainstorming yeah. i feel like you just have to stare off into the abyss sometimes yeah. or like stare yeah. at something over and over and yeah. you know to, till it's like pleasing to your mind yeah. like in your eyes aesthetically <laughs> i feel like the yeah. name's the hardest
2: part because mm-hmm. it when you pick a name like you kind of have to stick to the name it's like so fun though to pick names it's like one of my favorite things
0: to do is like put titles on things or like come up with what that would look like yeah
3: it's hard it took me a minute like there was like there were different things in the running for sure yeah Yeah. so
0: well you landed on a good one yeah busy's good (laughs) thank you so you're one of the few women emily doing media for cannabis brands here in Oklahoma, what's that been like for you? And does it empower you to go out and, like, be your feminine self amongst, like, male energy and, like, this dominated industry with that?
3: You know, that is so interesting. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's so interesting about this industry because, you know, I came into it so happenstance. And then I realized, like, oh, this is male-dominated. Mm-hmm. And so to be in the space, I do meet mostly – I don't think I've met another, like, working with at an event or anything – um, female photographer and that's something I notice and you, you start to think about it yeah. and you so it's kind of like when I meet girls like you or anyone that's like you know a girl that starts to be friendly to me I kind of like cl- like want to like cling on to them yeah a bit, mm-hmm. because you know it is empowering and yeah. it like makes you realize like okay there's more people like girls like me or like women like me that want to um kind of take up space and make it mm-hmm. not just like this one's like you know because when it's a male-nominated industry all the marketing all that kind of stuff it just is leaning a certain way
2: yeah yeah very, there it needs has to be very different yeah. Yeah. yeah and a feminine
0: touch on anything <laughs> yeah. is like you know yeah i feel like blesses anything yeah, <laughs> with like a, a nice little feminine touch of course. <laughs> i don't know how to say it
3: in yeah. a nice way but it just gets a little not cute not, yeah not, not, yeah
2: I get it. I totally understand that. So shooting content for so many different brands and so many different types of things that you shoot, predominantly flower, but a lot of different types. What's the feeling like for you when you, like, walk into a flower room or get to walk into a job, like, every single time? What's your favorite part just about, like, entering the process, like – all
3: of it oh my gosh I still feel like a little kid each time Uh, I really do um I go in and I I I take a moment each time I'm like this is my job like mm -hmm. what is going on like what is I still I'm just like what is happening I still just every day feel so grateful and it is it's I I don't take it for granted I don't ever want to yeah
0: that's for sure I feel like it's so good to like sit in those moments of, like, being able to, like, whenever you know you work for yourself Mm -hmm. in that sense and, like, you know, going into flower rooms, it's, like, those you can appreciate so much more because you're like yeah. you know what you were doing before mm-hmm. and like you know where you're at now and what you did to get there and then yeah. you're just like I feel like it's in those moments where you're like oh wow I'm mm-hmm. so grateful to be here and grateful to not be where I was yeah you know
3: yeah and it do, it is weird because I remember being like oh I remember when I was just sitting in the corner in a dark corner trying to trim like as many mm-hmm. pounds as I could yeah. I was, like blistering my fingers yeah. with my homie Carter. That's how I started working with Brandon. It was Carter. He started trimming. Someone I trimmed with started trimming with for Brandon. And he was like, hey, remember that girl? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Word of mouth. (laughs) It's cool.
3: You liked that video. And so, yeah, the homie hooked it up. I also feel like you (laughs) like trimming and
2: doing all that from the ground up adds a whole different perspective to like you behind the lens, too. And I could be wrong about that, but I feel like it definitely does because you've already been so intimate with the plant. I feel like most people, yeah, I feel Mm -hmm. like most people that um, come in are really great you know like visually they're they've been around different types of you know like different avenues whatever in regards to creativity and like photography videography but all they've done is smoke they haven't like actually
0: worked with the plant integrated themselves yeah Yeah.
2: into the plant and so the fact that you've done that been a grow hand like done all of that on such an intimate level i feel like it just adds so much more quality to like The content you're able to produce because you know the plant so well.
3: I think it really does help because when I'm in there like the you know the growers have mentioned before like I don't have to give you any direction you know like what to get you know what's Mm -hmm. happening like you go in a room like oh it's transplant day like you know exactly yeah like the step-by-step process so it's like as I'm following them with my camera I can almost like predict what's going to happen next so that's why it gives the flow of the shot so easily I'm Mm -hmm. able to like catch as much as I am and without having to make them stop what they're doing at yeah that's like I think the key too is you know if you're a person that has to stage everything well mm-hmm. then you're disrupting work and all this kind of yeah. stuff and so i just kind of go in there and i just kind of work around them um catch these genuine moments happening in the grow, yeah. and kind of from the perspective of like when i used mm-hmm. to do it yeah i also think
2: it's cool that you're able to capture like I think everything, before I say this comment, I say, I think everything about being in a grow is attractive, but like maybe the not so attractive parts, like, <laughs> of course the most attractive part is when buds are growing, the flowers right, about beautiful, like, that's the most attractive and that's where all the, you know, main photography is, but it's cool that you're able to like catch the babies in a beautiful way, in the nursery in a beautiful way, the mothers in a beautiful way, like, that is attractive because that's such a hard thing to do, oh, to make that lot. look attractive <laughs> to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool.
3: I like the way you articulated that. It's, it's it's nice because sometimes I don't even know how to articulate what I'm doing. So I like the way you, you just do it. Yeah. School. I mean Yeah, I know it's
0: nice <laughs> to hear from other
2: like yeah. outside of yourself. Sometimes yeah. Because
0: yeah. I was watching I like that.
2: the video you made for Well Rooted, um, when we were there. I was watch- I watched it so many times and it was like so attractive to watch every single part of it and like being there obviously it's it's amazing to be around but not to everyone that's going to be like seeing babies grow it's like okay cool these are little plants but like being in the flower (laughs) room is like damn this is what it is but you know seeing babies is so like un. it's it's anticlimactic yeah but like (laughs) you did it in such a way where it captured so much more than just that which was super cool so that's what I noticed just wanted to pass that feedback along to you thank you you. I really appreciate that yeah you're welcome so Where do you find balance in between, like the mix of creative work and not overdoing yourself or taking on more that you can handle? Um,
3: Like this is something I've recently had to do is kind of make sure I'm solid in what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I'm able to produce um, what I'm 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 meant to in that month before I take on anyone new. Um, And then I've uh, as soon as I take on someone new, I let them know I'm like, hey. I'm not going to be taking anyone else on until I get established with you. That's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's just for me to help pace myself out yeah. because that is a difficult thing because when you have people coming at you, you're just like, you want to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I kind of have to, you know, being a woman in the male dominated, I have a whole mm-hmm. other factor where I'm like, I can't just work with anyone. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure like is a space where I know I'm going to be comfortable. Yeah. It's or sad you're that I have with. to say that yeah. Yeah. because I've been in, but you know, I've been in bad spaces, so now I have to like say no to some people just if I get it that Boundaries, vibe. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So this is a question, I don't think we've ever asked this before. Um, oh, I know we haven't asked this before, but since you are creative, um, financially, sometimes it can be weird to set a price for yourself and oh, pitch gosh. it. Brandon and I so talk hard. about this all the time yeah. because <clears throat> one, you are a woman, so you don't want to like undershoot yourself, but then it's also like, of course you always, you always not use, but like just in general, like we're always in the same league as men, if not a little bit higher in regards to like our work ethic and things we do and stuff we produce. And um, sometimes it can be really hard to set a price on that because it's not always viewed that way. What is your take on for somebody that's listening who, you know, is, starting their own company starting a brand and wanting to set a price for themselves in regards to you know the background the knowledge all that stuff like what's your take on that what's your feedback on that because I know that's so hard especially if you're like this is your full-time thing so it's your livelihood and you're accounting on it so yeah and it is scary so (laughs) like what's that look like for you
0: Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication,
1: Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit herbagemag.com. That's
0: H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com.
3: See, I'm still figuring that out. Cause as of October, I was like started been freelance for a year, mm-hmm. and so this year has been the biggest learning curve in that department. Um, for me, I kind of was just like, okay, I gotta make sure I have a solid person. So, and you know, cause if I don't have anything as proof, mm-hmm. so I like I, I put you know try to start out with myself really low. I probably I probably undercut myself a lot. But you know, if you don't have like someone to back up back yeah. up saying like hey this is what i can do then like mm-hmm. you really kind of need to you kind of need to do that at first i think to build the portfolio yeah. or yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah 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 and then
3: as you like grow then that can adjust and then, you know because you're like have more and more backing as you grow and then you right. can kind of adjust as you go mm-hmm. um you know and then always appreciate the people that did believe in you when you didn't have anything and make sure yeah. that like you always remember that and um they're always going to be kind of like the Mm grandfather in person yeah so how do
2: you are i don't know if you've had to do this yet but with clients you've had for a little bit and now you're you know you're raising your prices because it's just yeah you can do that and that's just where you're at and your skill set your quality livelihood inflation let's talk about that you know how do you yeah how do you How do you have those? Cause that conversation's hard to be like, hey, like my prices have raised. I know we've been working together for a year, but this is where I'm at now. Have you had to have that conversation yet? And like, how's that conversation looked like, even just like with yourself? Like, cause that's I know for me sometimes it's hard that's a hard conversation for me to have.
3: It's really hard. Um, I actually haven't had to personally, I've just kind of had the luck of, okay, as I'm getting new jobs and they just get the new quote right yeah um and i know at this point i know that i'm like still struggling to reach what i should be asking i I don't I need to have more confidence in myself, yes. I think, because I'm really yeah. struggling in this mm-hmm. department. I feel that. Yeah. I am the
2: same way. So that's why I asked this question because yeah. Brandon and I have been having this conversation mm-hmm. l- it's hard? lately. No. And it's, it's really, an objective thing almost. I know. Like, I have to like take days like, to think uh, about it. Mm-hmm. And then like
0: so I gotta much. sleep on it. And then I have to like write things down to like visually see something pen mm-hmm. to paper. And then I have to talk to You know, a few people who are close to me and like believe in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and then I need to see what their opinion, is. you know, like, and then I feel like I can like really like understand, you know, what I'm trying to figure out, Mm -hmm. you know, it like really helps. But then I'm like. You ha- I don't know. I do a lot of, like, talking out loud to myself. Yes, that like, really helps. <laughs> literally so. by myself to. at home. Yeah. And even if it's, like, in a mirror sometimes, but it, like, helps me, like, sort through my mind and, like, everything mm-hmm. that's running through it and, like, the decisions I'm trying to figure out, you know? And then I feel like I come down to something of, like, worth you know yeah, and then yeah. I and then I start pulling out mm-hmm. you know that my values and my skill sets mm-hmm. and my worth and then I'm like okay you know and then I my time and mm-hmm. then I feel like it helps curate a little like you know like it helps you step out I don't know yeah. and be no, like I get it yeah sometimes yeah. I feel
2: like even just like in media specifically and media is a very broad term because that can be used in so many different avenues but I feel like as a media creative as a digital creator all of it sometimes it can be harder to put value because Mm -hmm. everyone thinks anyone can just do it
0: right and people don't know
2: what it takes to do all of that and And it's like the the hours of research the hours of apps you try and then delete or relying on technology or throwing your phone across the room because what you just did like went away like yeah so there's so much to it and I feel like that's sometimes for people who are non-creatives can be hard to understand to pay people for because they think Oh, I can just pick up my iPhone and do that. But it's yeah, like Yeah, it. you probably Yeah, yeah well exactly. It. You probably could, <laughs> you know, that's but it's I'm like saying, and
3: then you're gonna see the result and then you're yeah, be like, oh. Yeah. 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 Right. But then still not
2: fully understanding like that people do this because they have practiced. Like mm-hmm. this is a practice, this is a discipline, this is a skill set. Like right. it doesn't just, you don't just pick something up overnight and are really, really... I mean, some people do, and kudos to them. Like, I wish I was one of those yes. people. My but bro- My brother's you know, one of those people. It's yeah. annoying. <laughs> but it's to be able to build that over time and then to sell yourself to somebody. You're selling... It's huge yeah. to be a
0: freelancer and a mm-hmm. creative and having to, like, sell yourself and what you think you're capable of versus you know, having guaranteed money every single month that's coming from a, you know, like Mm -hmm. a a different type of office job or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so, it's such a different mindset you have to have because like like you're hustling in a whole different way Mm -hmm. that like, it's You're like in the survival, ocean, constantly. Survival of the fittest, yeah. man. You're constantly
2: like, in the fucking ocean, surrounded by sharks. I know, of, constantly be- survive, <laughs> believing in
0: yourself, yes. finding your confidence, yeah. finding your. It's just like a, you know, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah,
3: yeah there, but, I, there have been times where you know I like would. Like I like hit a wall and I'm just like I don't know I don't know if I can do this. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel you. But then I'm glad I didn't.
2: Yeah, I it's. It. I feel like we all kind of. It's go a do
3: lot of self yeah. work
0: it is. and mm-hmm. like you do a lot of inner work on yourself too in mm-hmm. this whole process because yeah. like yeah. you're kind of forced to turn inward and like get be creative yeah. and find parts pull parts of yourself out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. What? Okay, so going to some advice for someone listening. What would you say has been like? a solid piece of advice that's been beneficial to you in your own life that maybe you would like to pass on to somebody.
3: Um, that's a toughie. I think I'd have to go back to, you know, just don't force anything Mm -hmm. and like what is for you will come to you and kind of just like sit back. And I would go off of, um, you have intuition for a reason, go off of that energy and just, um, if it feels right, then go with it. Um, I would also say at the same time make sure you're in places where you know you can meet people so yeah yeah set yourself it.
0: up for opportunity mm-hmm. yeah yeah. so
3: that, that, they, so if they meet you they can they can come to you If they're not meeting you they can't come to you so yeah. that's right. the trick there yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: it seems so simple but that yeah. can be the hardest part yeah like putting yourself <laughs> yeah. out there yeah you yourself out there so, so, that's solid yeah. so we ask all of our guests this question Emily but what is a stigma that you would like to see changed surrounding cannabis
3: um I guess I just think... Just like the ditzy stoner thing, like you know, kind of that you can, people can be condescending. Yeah. So I wish yeah. that people know that, that you know it doesn't make you dumb. Yeah. You might get a little scatterbrain here and there, but yeah, but it's
0: all worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: They like they, like you know associate it with being dumb for some reason. Some people. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I've but, actually come across that. That's my my family. That's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They they have this like mm-hmm. stigma about it. Like mm-hmm. oh, it makes you a ditsy. I'm like no, mom, I've always been this way. <laughs> yeah. You're like <laughs> you whatever. <know> it. <laughs>
2: Reminds me of your dad, Brand, when he's uh, like, "Oh, Brandon, you're just you just smoked too much or something." Yeah, like that. you know, how like that. Is. yeah, Are you high on weed? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, Dad, I'm not. I'm just being silly. <laughs>
0: I'm like, please. <laughs> always been silly
2: (laughs) well emily i think this wraps up today's episode thank Thank you so much for sharing all parts of you being here with us sharing your energy you've been such a joy to have on this
3: was awesome thank you for having me
0: yes of course and for those who want to keep up with emily and what she's doing and hire her you can check (laughs) out her instagram it's at get.busy. It's B-I-Z-Z-I. And thanks to all of you loyal listeners for tuning in to today's episode. And as always, um, stay medicated.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.